Welcome to the Barrel Room Chronicles Season 2 premiere episode. This year, we're taking the show on the road, and our first stop is across the pond to the Emerald Isle. To fully immerse yourself in our journey, we recommend that you watch it on our website, YouTube, or Spotify. But no matter what platform you choose to enjoy our Irish tour, kick off your shoes, pour yourself a dram, and join me on my tour of Dingle Distillery in County Kerry, Ireland. Our trip began when we arrived at the County Kerry Airport, where we were greeted by Stephen O'Carroll, who had made evening plans for us. After getting settled at our hotel in Dingle, Stephen took us out to eat at a long-established family-run restaurant called Fenton's, where we tried the local cuisine. The restaurant uses only local-sourced ingredients, making the meal extra fresh and extra delicious. After dinner, he took us to a few local pubs, including Dick Max and Foxy John's Hardware. Yes, I said Foxy John's Hardware, which is, in fact, a pub and it looks like an old-school hardware store, with tools and trinkets galore. Foxy John's gives going to the hardware store a whole new meaning. Before stopping to see all the hardware at Foxy John's, we enjoyed a dram or two of Dingle Whiskey at Dick Max in a little screened-off room at the end of the bar. I learned this was called a snug. Stephen explained that before the 1960s, Ireland's pubs were almost always dominated by male patrons, and no respectable woman dare be seen inside. However, in the 19th and early 20th centuries, women, and anyone else who didn't want to be seen drinking, would occupy these snugs where they could drink in private. These snugs even had locks on the doors and small windows where the bartenders could pass through their drinks so no one could see what they were having. To learn more about Fenton's Restaurant, Foxy John's Hardware, Dick Max, and the history of snugs, visit our website for today's show notes. Up next, I meet master distiller Graham Cool at Dingle Distillery. Stay with us. Well, hello, Graham. We're here at Dingle Distillery in uh, County uh, County Kerry, in Ireland, in Dingle, and um, we are in the distillery. If you can see in the background, we have the beautiful uh, stills, and then also on this side of the background, we have something that I want you to tell us about in just a second. But um, tell me, Graham, how long have you been the master distiller here, and what brought you over from Scotland? So yeah, actually, I arrived, or we arrived, uh, my wife and I. Uh, three years ago, um, yesterday. So, oh, that's happy quite anniversary! A, quite appropriate, yes. Yeah. And and when you think that the the legal definition of whiskey means it has to be matured for three years, then I suppose. So you've been maturing for three years. I've been you? maturing for yeah, but as you can tell, I've matured for a bit longer than that. <laughs> I was uh, I worked in Scotland making whiskey for twenty five years. Wow, that's fantastic. Here. And um, did Dingle call you up or you said it's time for me to switch islands or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of these things, you know, you're not not actively looking for anything, but then an opportunity like Dingle is is unique. Dingle Town is unique. The distillery is, is unique, as you can you can see. Uh, so, yeah, it's just a nice chance to, to do something a little different. OK, fantastic. So um, for those of you watching, you can see behind me this beautiful wall of staves with names on it. For those of you not watching, Maybe you should watch. Anyway, um, <laughs> Graham, tell us about this beautiful wall. Yeah, so as you can see, if you can see it, then, then yeah, you see lots of names uh, written on the, the wall, and they all have one thing in common, and they are founding fathers. So these people uh, invested in the distillery in the early years by purchasing a cask of whiskey. Um, now, many of them bought at the beginning when they didn't know what Dingle tasted like, so. So it was a leap of faith for many, but uh, hopefully, you know, they're they're get, reaping the rewards now with uh, you know with a, a, a cask of whiskey which is maturing nicely. That's fantastic. 
So tell us a little bit about your stills. You have three big ones back there, two with the bulbs in the middle and one without. Why, why the difference? Yeah, so the different, well, three stills gives you a clue uh, that we do triple distillation. Mm -hmm. So uh, it moves from, from one still to the next in a, in a batch process. Um, uh, the first still is, is distilling the beer that we make. Whiskey is a distilled beer. Right. So it, it's a slightly different shape. It's more about uh, you get a bit of flavor reaction going on, uh, a bit of cooking almost, as okay. well as distillation. Uh, the other two, the second and third still, what's important with them is the copper contact. So that's why they have the, the bulge in the middle. And that copper helps to purify the spirit and clean it up, basically. Very cool, very cool. So tell me a little bit of the history behind Dingle, the distillery, and how, how it came about to be here, how, how the founding fathers got involved, how, how you got involved. Mm -hmm. So Dingle's relatively young. It will be 10 years old in December this year. So started distilling in December 2012. It was really the brainchild of, of the late Oliver Hughes, who uh, up till then had uh, a brewery and pubs in, in Dublin and also London and New York. But his dream was to create a distillery and he would visit Bingle on his holidays and, and really loved Dingle and decided that Dingle was the place to, to build a distillery and, and, and yeah I think it, yeah, it was the right choice. Um, it's coming down here now I don't know if you guys at home can hear that but it's raining it's, pretty good. Yeah we're, we've got a kind of a storm coming brewing tonight but yeah. then tomorrow full sunshine apparently. Great. So, so you, yeah Dingle you definitely you see four seasons in in one hour <laughs> nice. not even just one day. Um, yeah, so, so Oliver, uh, his brainchild, his passion was to have a distillery. And, you know, we, we not only make whiskey, we also make gin and we make vodka. And in the early years, definitely the gin was, was the thing that kept the doors open and, right. and allowed us to produce the whiskey. And, and, and obviously now, coming up to 10 years old, the whiskey is starting to, to come through and we're releasing, yeah, you know, different, different releases uh, over the next few years. Okay, and then we are here this weekend for the Dingle Bash, and uh, it's a big celebration, kind of festival, kind of just a good old fun time. Everything starts tonight. I'm very excited. Um, one of the things that I was excited about was when it was called the Dingle Bash, it's because eventually you guys plan on bashing in this building and building a new one. So tell me what the plans are with that. Yes, you maybe can't tell watching us, but, but we're getting the odd drip of water on our heads and down the back of our necks. Uh, the building um, wasn't purpose-built 10 years ago. It was an old sawmill, uh, so it is really a, a tin shed. Uh, and it served the distillery well for 10 years, but, but really, you know, now is the time to, to upgrade the building, but also future-proof our distilling capacity as well. So. So we have plans, yes. Uh, hopefully this will be the last bash, uh, and then we'll get our permission to rip the place down and rebuild it. Cool. And I, I heard that the back wall and side wall over there are going to stay. That's part of the original mill. They, they will stay. Uh, I, I have my doubts whether they'll still stand, though. Oh, <laughs> I think, no. I, I wonder if the building is holding the wall up. But oh, we'll, it could be. We'll, we'll see. Be. All these things will be, be fun and interesting when they happen. And I know there's a water wheel on the outside. You guys are planning to keep that as part of the new building. It, yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, the history, I said, the building was a sawmill uh, previously, but before that, 
uh, it was a corn mill, and oh, wow. uh, so so it, you know there's um, a lot of history of, of water power on this site. We don't we don't use that anymore, unfortunately, but uh, but yeah, a nice thing to keep. Very cool. And then earlier we got to go down to the warehouse. Um, tell us a little bit about that. When did you guys acquire the warehouse, and what do you do at the warehouse versus here at the distillery? Yeah, so so in this building, we make the spirit. Uh, we make the new make spirit, which then we take to the warehouse, which is only a, a mile, two kilometers away inland, and we fill the spirit into casks, and that's where the casks rest and mature until until we're ready to, to take it out of the cask and bottle. So yeah, we've got probably over 6,000 casks now in, in the warehouse, all shapes and sizes, bourbon yeah, casks. Little ones, big ones, big, ones, big, yeah. big, 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 big ones. Very big ones, sherry cask being the, being the biggest that we fill, bourbon cask, port, wine, uh, rum, even if you've hunted hard enough, you'd find some tequila and mezcal casks nice. in there as well. So nice. yeah, a lot, a lot of different things going on. And then in the upstairs, I saw a bottling area. Is that where you do all the bottling for all of the spirits or? Yes. Yeah. We do everything here, okay. uh, rightly or wrong or efficiently or not. Uh, we, we obviously create all our spirit here. Uh, we store mature and we bottle everything as well. So nothing leaves. It only leaves in a bottle. That's great. So uh, how, how often do you guys have a bottling session, so to speak? And then do people come from all over? Is it specifically employees that do that? Or how just, does that work? Just employees, yeah. We have a group. And thankfully, we're busy enough to bottle every day. We bottle oh, wow. with uh, uh, gin predominantly, but we do three, four, or five bottlings of whiskey a year as well. That's great. Okay, so tell me a little bit about you. What, what, what was your whiskey journey like? When you were a wee little lad, did you ever think <laughs> that you would be making whiskey in Scotland and then moving to Ireland to make more whiskey? Uh, I'd like to say yes. You know, when I was born, it was my my wish. But uh, I have kind of evolved into it. I, I suppose I was fortunate to be born and uh, in a town called Elgin, which is in the heart of Speyside. Oh, nice! So that's obviously big Scotch whisky making country county there. Um, I studied chemistry at university, and my first job was in a brewery. So that gave me half of the whisky making experience. Uh, also did some bottling of the beer as well. So, so that opened the door to me to get into a distillery you might have heard of, uh, Glenfiddich. Yes. Um, so I was there for 11 years uh, in bottling, but also in distillation as well. Great. So I, 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 my, I didn't have a clear direct path, but you know I was always interested in learning new things and you know the whiskey making processes interested me the most. You know, and 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 then that that kind of evolved. Uh, I moved to Glen Murray and spent 14 years there where, oh, wow. I, where I took on a, a wider role of distillery manager and master distiller. So that, that was more about obviously managing distillery but also creating whiskies as well. Mm -hmm. So then when you came here, was it the first time you started making gins and vodkas? Yes, yeah, I had no experience of gin and vodka. Thankfully, uh, they are a little simpler because you can make it today and not quite sell it tomorrow, but right. uh, you know it doesn't take quite so long. You don't have the maturation uh, issues to, to go. But uh, yeah, always interesting to to learn something different, and they're and they're made completely separately from from the whiskey process. Mm -hmm. The still uh, is a different shape still altogether because it, it's it's it, you, you're looking for different things. You know, you're looking for that fine flavour. The fly, the fly. <laughs> uh, you know, especially in the gin, the the subtle oils and, and uh, flavors that you, you're looking to capture so it's it's a 
uh, a much more of a purifying distillation, whereas in whiskey you're trying to keep flavours in as much as possible. So when you started doing the vodka and the gin, did you find a new love or is, is whiskey still your favourite to make? I have to be honest, whiskey is still, still my favourite. You know, uh, I, I enjoy the whole process, I enjoy uh, working with whiskies, maturing whiskies, creating whiskies and, and planning for the future. You know, with whiskey, you're, you're, you know, I'm looking way beyond the point where I will be at Dingle. You know, right, right. You're looking, you're looking 20 years out, 30 years out. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's just a, an interesting job to do and, and no two days are the same. And you're always, you know, maybe changing tack. Nobody saw the COVID situation happening. Oh, yeah. So, so you know, that, that changes your business model. So, so it's very much you're, you're involved in the business. It's not just about creating whiskies, which I like to drink. It's about creating whiskies that we can sell. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Last night when we got in, um, Stephen took us out on the town. Uh, and everywhere we went, Dingle, m multiple bottles of Dingle were on the shelf. And I, I what we do, three, four pubs, you think? Yeah. So three, four pubs. And That's not many when you're Stephen with you. He's, he, well, we also went to dinner. So <laughs> it's three, yeah. and, you know, and, yeah. and we got, just yeah. got in and there was the yeah, whole jet lag. And, oh, I know. But uh, no, I told them this morning, um, your whiskey passed the test, no hangover. And I had plenty of it. Good, so, good. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, very good. It's, it's lovely. You know, Dingle, uh, if, if you haven't visited Dingle, it's, it's a small town, probably only 2,000 inhabitants. But uh, it attracts an, an audience uh, to big big tourist town so so you know there are many more pubs than there should be <laughs> many more restaurants I think there's well certainly more than 20 pubs in, in the town and and you know thankfully they they support Dingle and it's great to be able to go in somewhere and see our products and you know people, people can enjoy them yeah in the in the right uh, atmosphere so tell me what are you looking most forward to um, here this weekend for the bash I think it's for me we we will allow people to taste our, our next release so that that's our next two releases actually so for me the getting the feedback hopefully positive uh, but but just getting people enjoying our whiskey finding out what they think that that for me is the important thing in you know, and, and being able to interact with our our customers you know we'll love i think uh, almost 70 people oh, wow. over the three days so that's you know, fantastic it's, it's nice to be able to spend time with them in the distillery, in the warehouse, uh, and also hey, we'll be doing a bit of socialising as yes. well. <laughs> yes, we have many activities on the, on yeah, the calendar. Activities, and, and every day ends up in the pub as well. So it's yeah, it's, it's a test of stamina this this three days actually. So what is your your new your in the next say year? How many releases are you going to put out, and when are you going to what time of year are you going to put them out? So we over the next two just over two years we have a series of nine releases. Oh wow! And they're they're linked to certain times in the calendar. Uh, in the in the Irish festival calendar, let's say, so the first one is is actually tied into Halloween, which is uh, in Irish uh, pronounced Samhain. Mm -hmm. So so that will be the first one, and then over the next two years, uh, they'll they'll come out at different times. You know whether it's spring or summer or or uh, or, or whatever. So so yeah, you, a nice chance to for me to to create nine different whiskies cool. as well, which is uh, you know, you start to. See a little bit more character in Dingle. You know, we've we've done small batch releases up to now, so uh, this is us really entering the next phase as we become a mature distillery. Yeah. What is your favourite expression that you've made so far in in at Dingle? I think for me, small batch is great. Uh, they're lovely to create, but 
we have an expression which is purely called Dingle Single Malt, and that's our, our, our flagship really, that's the one that we sell most of and reach most customers with. So it was enjoyable to, to create that one because I have to create it now, but also I have to create it for the next few years. Right. So that, that, that adds a bit more challenge. Uh, but also, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's got Dingle out to a, a new audience, you know. We, we reach further out, we, we now export to well, probably between 10 and 20 countries now. Oh, that's great. So, so it's, uh, yeah, it, you, know, you have to be patient with whiskey. You can't just turn the tap on and, 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 and be selling it the next day. So, so it, it, it's nice actually having to wait for these things. Um, and when they do come along, then, then you, can, you can enjoy it and reap the benefits. That's awesome. Well, I look very forward to having this weekend uh, to be catered by you guys. It's been so fun so far, and um, I can't wait to find out uh, what the other expressions are at, that I'm going to get to taste that I didn't get to taste yet, that the Samhain one. Yes. Um, and we're very, very happy to be here, and, 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 and thank you guys for having us to, to this bash so that we could share it with our audience and hopefully get some people to come on out here. No, well, thank you. And uh, you, you hopefully you enjoy your time at Dingle. We'll, we'll certainly do our best to, to create the, the atmosphere anyway. Thank you. Thank you. Once the festivities kicked off, we enjoyed many activities during the gathering. First up was a distillery and warehouse tour. About 6 a.m. this morning, the lads came in, they started. What the first thing that happened was, right here behind you is the wash, or sorry, the mash tun. Now, I've been to many distillery tours, but on none of them have I ever seen grown men in a vat of grain shoveling it out by hand. We were all watching in awe as the men emptied the vat and delivered the spent grain to the bin outside waiting to be taken away by the local farmer. When we got to the warehouse, Graham and his distillery manager took us on a tour and did a tasting with us. It's because what you're, what you're looking at here is 10 years worth of work almost. The distillery will be 10 years old in December of this year. So. It's uh, probably just over 5,000 casks, 6,000 casks in total. We do have some next door as well. For our second activity, my cameraman and I chose the tour of the Dingle Peninsula, which included a bus ride of the iconic Sleighhead Drive. This picturesque area was once cited by National Geographic as the most beautiful place on Earth. And on this drive, we could see Browhead, where in 2016, over 300 Star Wars cast and crew members descended upon it to film The Last Jedi. At one of our many stops along the way, we got off the tour bus to dip our toes in the water, although some folks in the group dipped a little more than their toes. Well, let's find out. Our last daytime activity was to be a sea safari, where we would have taken in the breathtaking majestic coastline of Dingle Bay by boat. Unfortunately, it was canceled due to weather, so instead we toured the town and did a little souvenir shopping before meeting up with the rest of the group for lunch at James Long Gastro Pub. Finally, it was time for the closing night ceremony, where we ended up back at Dick Max. Hi, Faye. It's so good to see you here. Thank you. Thank you. We've been having a wonderful time at the uh, at the Dingle Bash this year. Uh, yes, this is our second one that we've done this year, so I, I'm hoping it's a little bit more smoothly run than the first first one we did back in April. So, tell our audience about uh, how it was to move from Scotland to Ireland um, with your husband to do whiskey. Um, quite a big move, obviously, but a lot of discussion went into it. Um, it, it was it was just the right time and uh, yeah we arrived in Dingle early July 2019 spent 23 hours in Dingle being 
shown around the peninsula, having dinner out, visiting the several of the pubs in town and then we flew back to Scotland 23 hours later and yeah it didn't take long to make the decision it's such a beautiful place you know and I probably agreed to move here because there was a lady um, associated with the distillery Mary Ferreter she sadly passed away in December 2020 but she was this larger than life character so passionate about the distillery and welcomed us into her, her home and her heart and she, I, I blame her so <laughs> she'll be up there laughing at me saying that. That's great. So tell me what it takes to put something on. I've been seeing you this whole bash running around taking care of everyone making sure everything's in place. Um, how much preparation goes into this kind of event? That's poor Marion's work. She does all the prep and we just teamwork work behind her we need we do what whatever's needed to be done um, and and I think that's probably what what makes it work you know you are you're pulling together as a team you're you know whatever needs done you know if you're washing glasses or looking after people and Graham's one person and often it's easier if if I'm behind him saying right you've got to go here or you've got to go there or yeah, and we're a bit of a double act. We we kind of bounce off of one another, and it it, it just works. But I think Marion gets all the hard work to organise it, and between her and Graham, they'll iron it out. Um, and and it and it just seems to work. You know, it's it is it's teamwork. Oh, it and the lads in the distillery, you know, they were helping out today, pouring whiskies. They're you know. They step up to the plate and help us whenever whenever we need it. Yeah, so teamwork. So what's your favorite part about the bash? <laughs> Am I allowed to say the the closing ceremony? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's you have such such a big, big, big big build up and then you just want people to come enjoy the experience and see how beautiful it is here. Unfortunately the weather last night did not not help with that but today we've had lovely weather yes. you, some of you have been out on Slayhead, mm -hmm. saw the the peninsula at its best you know it's beautiful and just to to be proud of, of what we've joined here at the distillery you know it's it's Graham putting his mark on the distillery and then it's also having this experience of of a different country a different culture and being welcomed into it it's it's great and then to see all these people from all over the world you know coming and, and enjoying an experience and then going back and saying oh do you remember do you remember that about Dingle or oh I really like that whiskey or you know it's it's just all about the whole place it's something magical about it. I love it I love it well Faye thank you so much for your time I'll let you get back to it because we're gonna start uh, this bonfire here pretty soon yeah, yeah. and uh, who's the guest of honour? The guest of honour is the Dingle Druid. Love it. Yeah. Love it. I can't wait. She's a high priestess as well. Just recently been ordained. Julie oh. Malone. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's get to the party. Yeah, absolutely. As the bonfire warms up, I speak with Hunter Lease of Hodling and & Company and Stephen O'Carroll about their contributions to the bash. Stay with us. Like what you've seen on BRC? Want to see more? Experience more? And maybe even taste more? Then head over to our Kofi site and become a member of the Barrel Room Parlor. By choosing the Copper Level membership, 
you'll have exclusive access to videos related to topics discussed on the podcast and blog posts for members only. As an Amber member level, you'll enjoy everything from our copper level as well as various spin-off series including The Cutting Room Floor and Kindred Spirits. In addition, the Amber membership includes exclusive discounts to live in-person events. To join, visit www.barrelroomchronicles.com and click on Become a Member in the navigation bar. Or go straight to our Kofi site at ko-fi.com slash brc and click on the membership link. Once you've joined, you'll have access to everything your chosen level has to offer. You'll even be able to participate with the show by commenting on videos and other posts. Don't wait. Sign up today for exclusive content and event discounts in the Barrel Room Parlor. Here we are at the bonfire. I was just talking with Faye, and she was telling us all the preparations that went into this. Um, and I said, I have to get Hunter over here because without Hunter, we would not be here. And I wanted to thank you so much for having us come out to this Dingle Bash. It's been amazing. I love it. Um, of course. Tell me a little bit about your your part of the preparation for getting everybody out here and all the things you had to do. Yeah. So, uh, you know, look, I'm just lucky to be here just like everybody else. It's a lovely place in the world. I manage the brands. Um, I manage Dingle out in the U.S. So um, I get to take the, all these lovely people and bring them out here. Um, for something like this. I mean, it's, it's such an incredible place, such incredible people. Um, and that's really what, you know, my part of it is, is making sure that I'm out there telling their story and, and bringing them to life in the best way that I can. Um, part of that is, you know, I'm only one person, right? So bringing other people on, bringing other people um, in to be able to just really live and feel, get that sense of place, that connection, and, uh, and again, get them out in the world again. Uh, to bring it to other people. So. That's great. Well, we've been having an amazing time here. Um, today, yesterday was a little choppy with the weather, <laughs> yeah. but um, today was absolutely gorgeous. We got to take a drive around the whole peninsula out, uh, where they filmed Return of the Jedi, or not Return of the Jedi, uh, The Last Jedi. What is Last it? Last Jedi. Jedi? Last, Last Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was beautiful. Uh, some of some of them went skinny dipping in the ocean, real quick. I heard. I heard. Uh, I that's a little nuts, but. I know how cold it is, but you know, it was great. It's great fun. And now we're getting ready to have this druid dance. Um, and uh, thanks for having us here. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for coming. And uh, again, it's, it's just a lovely experience. So we're all happy to be here, right? <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Oh, wait. What are we drinking? Slancha. Oh, this is salad. So this is the new expression that's being launched. This is the new expression that's being launched, and it's uh, Samhain. And that is why we are doing the. The whole deal. It's, yeah, it's a kickoff of their whole like kind of Celtic series. Um, so this is the first launch um, of that. It's aged five years in bourbon barrels, two years in Muscatel. Um, after that, minimum, um, and just a lovely, lovely single malt. So we're pumped to have it. I'm pumped for this. I can't like. There's a local Druid. There's a whole deal going on. I'm. I've, I've been talking to Stephen about this for uh, months now. Stephen O'Carroll. Uh, I don't know if you guys have talked to him, but regardless. Um, this was kind of his brain trust, brainchild, um, if you will, um, and I just think it's such a lovely way to bring this whole series to life. I mean, it's so dingle, um, all the history they have with all the kind of pagan culture, all that stuff. It's just going to be a cool experience. So well, let's let's go get a seat, shall we? Absolutely. Cheers. So Stephen, yes. we met you on the way here. We got off the plane and then we drove straight to the train station, picked you up, and I, and the tour 
st yeah, well, across the train, train station. We, and we got to uh, start learning all about Dingle and the Dingle Distillery right from the get-go. Um, so I wanted to thank you, first of all, for, for uh, it, it, taking us around and showing us everything. It's been really a treat to be here. Um, so tell me, your office is in Dublin. Yes. And what exactly do you do for Dingle and, besides, you know, I mean, a lot of my time seems to be spent with a glass in the hand and looking after customers. But I look after all the sales and marketing for the Dingle Distillery. Um, and I've been with them for the last just slightly over three years. Uh, Graham said he's with them at three years and a day, making him uh, you know, just old enough to be Irish whiskey. And I'm, I'm just a little bit older than that. Uh, but yeah, I, I, anything to do with uh, sales and marketing is, comes down to me. Okay, and then tonight we had this wonderful uh, druid here, and we hear that's your um, brainchild. Um, well, Julie is her is uh, is her own spirit animal. I uh, I can't claim credit for for anything to do with her, but the 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 peninsula has been rooted deeply rooted in all sorts of pagan traditions well, since the beginning of time, I guess. But that's not there's nothing particularly remarkable about, about that. What's remarkable is that it's continued until this time. Um, when you have the mountains protecting you from the back and uh, the the ocean surrounding you on the other three sides, you know old habits die hard. And uh, whether it's the Samhain festival or the Wren's Day or you know any of the other festivals in the Celtic Wheel of the Year, you know the like there's few places in the world that continue to celebrate these. And uh, but this right here, this place is you know you, you'll you, you turn a you turn a corner on October 31st or February 1st, May 1st, and you'll find people celebrating these festivals. That's awesome. So I did uh, mean to ask this to Graham yesterday when we were having his interview, but um, and I'll probably ask Julie because she sounds like she'd have the, the best answer. But in case I don't get her, let's ask you. So tell me about the little man that's on most of your bottles. What is what is he about? Uh, he's the Ran. Uh, the, like the, the, the Ran. Uh, we, he celebrates the Ran. He's the Ren boy, the Ren, the Ren man. Uh, so from, again, it's uh, pre-Christian all the way back to, to early times um, on December 26th. Historically, people would dress up, cover themselves in straw, and they would go out and hunt a wren, a small bird. This is various, like today, people have various reasons. You know, over time, these things, these stories grow legs, and there's various different reasons why they went out to hunt the bird. Some would, you know, some some people would look to hunt it and take it back alive. Some people would hunt it and bring it back dead. Uh, we don't do that anymore. The wrens are safe, uh, but people still, to this day, on December 26th, will dress up, cover themselves in straw and they'll go out and celebrate. In Dingle they, they go out and they dance on the street and they're playing music, they're raising money for charity, they're just getting together as you know as part of the festive season season with friends. Um, they're not like not all of them are still in straw. You know, to like truth be told, December twenty sixth this year, you may be just as likely to see a man dressed as Spider Man uh, <laughs> or Batman as dressed in straw. But the straw guys will still be there. We got mummers. They're all under all sorts of different names. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a festival that also was celebrated across you know parts of the United Kingdom, parts of France and Spain. But in most of those places, it's died out over time. Whereas in Dingle. We've continued to say it's never died. It's it's we've continued to celebrate it year after year, and all going well, we will continue to celebrate it into the future as well. Fantastic! And you want to show uh, the, the new bottle? This is the new expression that we were celebrating well, tonight, the Samhain. Yeah, the first of a series. So Samhain is the first. That, well, Samhain marks the, the the end and rebirth of the of the Celtic Wheel of the year. Uh, it's the first in the series of nine. Uh, 
we will see this run through with nine releases from October 31st coming up soon until uh, December 2024. Um, at which time I'm sure we'll have lots of new and interesting whiskies to share with you. But this one is a, a full maturation for five years in a first fill bourbon cask and then a long finish of two years in a Moscatel, first fill Moscatel cask uh, and bottled at 50.5% ABV. It's a triple distilled single malt. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, for me it's, it's going down very it's well. It's pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> All right, like well, Stephen, thank you so much for everything. Thanks for showing us around and thank you for giving us a chat. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. You're very welcome. Thank to kick off the first of nine Dingle Whiskey releases based on the Pagan calendar, High Priestess and Druid Julie Malone would include us all in a ritual while tasting the new Samhain expression. Fill up your lungs and hold the breath, and hold and hold and hold and hold, and then let your breath go. And again, take a nice deep breath, fill up your lungs, hold the breath, and then let your breath go. And just become aware of your own body. Become aware of the ground beneath you. Become aware of the, the noise, the crackling of the fire, the heat from the fire. And just allow yourself to settle into the space that we're in, in Dick Mac's beautiful yard. And Samhain is the first of nine launches from the Dingle Distillery of the Celtic Wheel of the Year, the eight festivals, and then finally, Law and Drolene, the Rams Day. I'm going to give out a stick to everybody here now. So Samhain is the festival of death and rebirth. And the death is, it is the third harvest festival. And the third harvest festival is the last of the cutting of the sheath. So anything that hasn't been harvested by Samhain, by Halloween, was left in the, in the ground for the Chaylach. So each of you have a stick now. And I invite you all to come to the fire and to throw your stick in the fire. And when we do this, we do it as a letting go ceremony. That which you want to let go of. So get your stick, imbue it with whatever it is you'd like to let go of. And also call in, what is it that you would love to call into your life? We're all vulnerable little humans. What is it we want more of? And what is it we want to let go of? So arrive, live, come to the fire and throw it in. Let go in beauty. And me the Berkus to all at the distillery of asking me to come here today. So I'm going to leave each of you now. I'm going to leave you with the three sacred laws. All has come from woman. Let no harm ever be done to the child. And know that love is all that there is. And is all that there is. And then every time I do a ritual, I finish in the same way. And the reason we do that is all that you've called in for yourselves, all the intentions you've called in for yourselves, that we send them out into the world, out into the greater world of all the blessings. So, are you ready? Hip hip, hip hip, hooray! One, two, three, woohoo!
Hip hip, hip hip. Hooray! One, two, three. Woohoo! That's it. Grimil Mahogany. And I believe that Graham now has a beautiful tasting for you. Graham Mahogany. A big, quick round of applause for Julie for that ceremony. I really do not know how to follow it up because they, they told me there'd be a warm-up act but uh, this one's just gone the extra mile. 28 years of making whiskey and I did not picture myself standing in front of the fire and listening to a druid. No offence. But... Cheers, guys! Let's stop talking! Okay, I think it's just time to stop talking. I believe there's lots of pizza inside, so please, yeah, let's raise our glass. Raise a glass to Dingle and all who sail in her. Dingle Distillery. The last event of the bash included a whiskey blending contest judged by Graham himself. There's a little pipette, so to put it simply, you're putting six squirts into the glass. And you must pick at least two components. You can do all six, one of each but you must pick minimum two. So you've got the pot still, single malt to combine together, the bourbon cask, sherry, PX, port. So you have a think in your head, what would make the best combination? Now, as I said, they'll all be good. So you have to come up with a whiskey name and some tasting notes. So really it'll be the name and the tasting notes that will govern whether you win the prize or not. So this is a competition. So the competitive ones will probably run forward first. Uh, but also, it's a bit of fun. At the end of it, you will have a glass of whiskey. We'll put a little water in, so it'll be a drinkable whiskey as well, hopefully. So you'll enjoy the whiskey, if nothing else. So come forward. You don't have to form an orderly crew. You will be there for 30, 40 minutes. Uh, come forward at your own pace. So thank you. I named my blend Carrie's Dingle Malt Whiskey. But unfortunately, that name wasn't clever enough to win. We were sad to leave Dingle after having such a wonderful three days, but it was time to meet more Irish whiskey producers and taste our way through the rest of Ireland. Stay tuned for our next episode, where we visit Woody Kane at the Royal Oak Distillery in County Carlow and taste our way through the four core expressions of the busker. To learn more about Dingle Whiskey, the town, or anything else you've heard on the show, please visit our website at www.barrelroomchronicles.com for today's show notes. That does it for today's show. To read notes on this episode or learn more about our guests, please visit BarrelRoomChronicles.com. Want to interact with the show or have questions for our guests? Then ask them on our socials or send us an email through our website. Or better yet, leave us a voicemail on our anchor page and your recording might be played in our new Speakeasy segment. If you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. If you really liked it and you want to show your support, buy us a whiskey through our Kofi site at ko-fi.com slash brc or become an exclusive member of the Barrel Room Parlor, where you'll get exclusive content not seen anywhere else. If you work in the whiskey or spirits industry or just have a deep passion for whiskey and want to share your spirits journey, register to be a guest through our website. Last but not least, please enjoy your spirits responsibly. Thanks for joining me. Until next time, Salangeva. Barrel Room Chronicles is a production of First Real Entertainment and is distributed by Anchor FM and is available on Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.